With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following production is brought to you by The Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another edition of the Talking Buds Leaf Show. So as I do, I was sitting around earlier today and I'm like, what what are we going to talk about? You and I are always joking about like we only do this once a week. And when they're rolling and when they're cruising and when they're playing well, like they're six, one and three in their last 10. It's hard to like because it's not it's not great radio. No, it's to come on here and just gush. Well, let's just be honest here. You want to just be honest? Yeah, you want to be honest. Lay out the facts yes. here. Well, this is what that's what we do on this podcast. The, the the engagement is up when they're losing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And anyone anyone honest. watching us who's a Leaf content creator, you know it's true. Yeah, like that yeah. just is what it is. If it's it's horrible that our world works that way, where negativity drives narratives and and passion and good podcasts. Right now, there's just not a lot of negative, not a lot of positive, just a lot of lot of good, bad, whatever stuff going on. So, as I was saying earlier today, I'm like, what what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And then it dawned on me. We're through 20 games. They're 10, 5, and 5. It's been an up and down sort of month and a bit to the season. It's been about a month, a little over a month. Like turmoil out of the gate. And then, like I said, they're six, one, and three in their last 10. They've really leveled out. And then I just had this flashback to early, like the first couple weeks of the season. And just anytime you put on Sports Center TSN, whichever talking head they had in the studio, every time was just like, well, you know what, Ryan? One of the things that general managers across the league do is they wait for U.S. Thanksgiving to really assess their team. You know, you've been playing for about a month or so, and that's when coaches come together with their general manager and assistant GMs. And they, you know, they really take stock of what you have. And what do we need a defenseman? Do we need a forward? And circle U.S. Thanksgiving on the calendar. Kyle Dubas will have U.S. Thanksgiving circled on his calendar, and that will be enough time to assess where this team is at. Yeah. What did you think about that? Not bad. It's not bad. Where, where do you think they are at, though? I, I Well, my point is, I looked at the calendar today, and I'm like, oh, U.S. Thanksgiving is this week. Yeah. They're 10, Comes 5, pretty and 5. Quickly. Yes. They're 10, such, 5, and 5. Such a radio thing to do. Just U.S. Thanksgiving. Just... Put that but one in the it, bank every single year for a for a good excuse of why your do team you actually sucks. Think that that do you actually think that GMs in the league actually do U.S. Thanksgiving, or do you think that it's just like a talking heads TV thing? I just think 
for teams. I think U.S. Thanksgiving is a good barometer for like you're 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 fighting for the first overall pick. Like it's over. Like it's let's start thinking about how we're gonna tank. I think that's what it's the best for. But if you're just a competitive team like the Leafs or pretty much every team in this league other than a select few, then it's just what what else are you gonna do? So you're saying that you do believe that. GMs in the league use U.S. Thanksgiving, and it's not just a fabricated media thing. No, I think it's somewhat true, but I think it's more true for the teams that are at the bottom than than at the top. All right, well, you ask me, so I'll ask you. Where do you think they're at? They're 10, 5, and 5. I think they've been okay. I think they've been exactly where we kind of thought they were going to be. If, if you told me at the start of the season this would be the record at this point of the season, then I would be like, yeah, I... I could see that for sure. It's they've had some good games. They've had some bad games. One thing I will say is a lot of their games this season have been tight and competitive. It hasn't been wheeling and dealing. Yeah. They've given up a lot of two on ones. Other teams have given them a lot of two on ones, but it's just, it seems like these, this last game stretch during this November where they've actually had a decent last 10 game record. It, it there's been good and bad and they're a good hockey team, but there's nothing that's getting me really excited about their hockey team right now. Well, you you mentioned this earlier where it's like it's kind of a reflection of the league in general. Yeah. Like if you look across the league, it's like the, the sure Boston sort of like got off to a hot start and has a really good record, but then it's just a bunch of teams that are all like l- like kind of lumped together. And that's just what the NHL is. Yeah. I've been having, you know, like you've you've poked some fun at me um in the last few weeks about how like I've I've been really like in deep thought about this team and about what what are we watching and where are they going and, and what is happening and then it just kind of dawned on me I've been watching more games around the league because you and I come on here all the time and we're like I don't profess to be a Dallas Stars aficionado yeah so if I'm sitting at uh, um at home one night and I'm I don't know what to watch I'll just fire on a random game and it's like. There's so much parody in the league. Everyone is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things you could nitpick at. Like, like I do think they're, they're soft. They are soft in terms of like pushback. What else is new? That's just the same, same problem. But then they're like, they're, they're seventh in the league in, in power play. Their power play is absolutely lethal. So a bunch of other teams don't have a good power play like that. So everything kind of evens itself out is the point I'm trying to make. And they are, they're really like, they're just like everybody it's now I'm going to get philosophical about the league. Like, do you think this is good? Do you think it's good that every team is sort of lumped in together and anyone can win? I don't know, but the, but there is a certain amount of teams that they might not be having the best start to their season, but you can just see, what they have and you know they're they're built for the playoffs the Tampa Bay Lightning the Colorado Avalanche like you're just if you don't have like it's the same conversation we've been having for 20 years if you don't have a top center or a elite defenseman and a half decent netminder most years like you're you're not your chances of winning aren't very good it doesn't mean you can't be competitive and make the playoffs every year and be a good regular season hockey team it's just we don't have those ingredients. The the holy grail isn't exactly in sight. So I'm watching the Maple Leafs right now. They're a good competitive hockey team. Just just by stepping on the ice every single night with the amount of talent they have, 
they have a chance to beat anybody in this league, especially if they're scoring on the power play. You give that team power play opportunities and they score, they could beat anybody in this league in regulation. I mean, in, in, in the regular season. But it's just... They, they can they can keep having this year. They can keep having decent streaks of, of games. Things can go wrong. Things can go bad. But it's just... What's going to get me just like bought back in, you know, right now I'm just kind of, kind of in, in a rut with this team. It's just kind of, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy. I've got a, I've got a counterpoint. Got a counterpoint. What a, something that can get you bought back in. They've had some tumultuous situations with their goaltending through the first 20 games with both Murray and Samsonov getting injured. And, I think both I, the goaltending has been, if you're going to make a list of things that concerns you through these first 20 games, goaltending is not on that list. They've got some really solid goal. And all of a sudden you're kind of looking at it going, they've got some depth. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if Eric Schalgren's a guy that, that you want to like go on an extended run with or go on a playoff season with, but he's proven that like, if, if a Murray or, or Samsonov goes down, he's capable to come in and play well for them for a few games at a time. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been nice having some decent goaltending, some borderline good goaltending through this stretch of games. But I'll oh, see, so you know, Matt Murray through the three. He's one of the things I wanted to talk about. He, but it's just his three games since he's been back. He's looked damn good. Yeah. And that's phenomenal. I'm happy for him. But I mean, at the end of the day, like. That that's contributing to them having a, the same good regular season that they've been having all these years. It's it's never been a problem, no matter how good or bad their goaltending is. They've always found a way to end up with a good record in finishing in the top three in that division, just through through different avenues. But it's just, I, I'm just like the goaltending's been great, but it's just what it's not getting me that fired up for April. Like you know, like who's gonna be healthy? Who's gonna be playing well? Or is this just a, a and all right, have they gotten better in team defense? Like, I, I don't know what the answer is that to that right now, but it's goal, goal seventh and goals allowed in the NHL. I mean, that's nice. Like sixth I, I, shots on I, goal. Allowed. I think I like the, the idea of them playing in tight hockey games. Like that makes me feel good. That's something that's a little bit different than normal. It's just what's what I'm looking for. Something that's different. That's going to get me on the right track of positivity with this hockey team, because it's so just it's hard say, to find it. So would you say you're feeling negative? I'm not feeling negative. It's just, I'm not excited. Like I'm not excited to turn on the games. Like I'm going to turn on and watch them. Cause I love this team, but it's just, there's nothing getting me excited other than seeing, I, I guess watching John score some goals and, and Willie be a completely different hockey player has been great, but it's just, Mm, they need to just like something needs to change and get me excited for this hockey team because right now it's just the same old kind of kind of stuff. So you're very much in the I've seen this movie before. I'm kind of confused. We're gonna to get to the like let's just start the first round. Yeah, but and I, see I know what they just, can do. There's a long season. It's just I don't want to be the April guy right now. Yeah, like I want to kind of get invested in the little things because it's a long season. It's a long season to be looking towards April. It's going to come. It's going to come eventually, but just, I don't know. There's just, I, I'm almost confused talking right now. I'm trying to sort through my thoughts. Cause it's just, I'm, that's where I am right now. I'm stuck between two places with this hockey team. It's just like, this is boring. I've seen this a million times. I know where it's going. And then just trying to find the little things that will make me feel good about this team's success in the future. I honestly, I'm going to take a, I'm going to be Peter positive here. I think they had a horrific start to the season. 
And I think in the last few weeks, they've really leveled out. I think their goaltending depth is, is something none of us saw coming. I think Matt Murray in the three games he's played since he's been back has looked in- incredible in all three, like elite in all three. William Nylander is, has been the best player, best player in a blue sweater through the first 20 games without question. And I just think like Austin Matthews is like still is right there with everyone else on the team in terms of points when, when he's quote unquote struggled at times and like is really struggling to score five on five, but like their, their defense, like they lost Jake Muzzin like immediately. And it's just like, I would like to see them add to their team. I think if, if I'm Kyle Dubas and I'm sitting up there and I'm watching this team every night and you have cup aspirations, which you ever, we can all go through like, what are the realistic expectations, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like they, they want to win a Stanley cup, right? This team is currently constituted. And I know it's not entirely his fault. They've had injuries, et cetera, but this is this is not a Stanley Cup contending team at this point in time, in my opinion. Could they potentially win a round? All right, but again, you're probably going to come second or third in the division and end up playing a tough opponent in Tampa once again. Yeah. So there's no guarantee they're going to win a round. No. But but I just look at them and I go, okay. We talked we talked earlier about the parity. This is a good team that in the grand scheme of the league is kind of in the mix with all the other quote unquote good teams. But like, what can we get? That's going to put us over the hump. And I don't know if they have the ability to go do something like that. Well, we talked about our whole episode last week was on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's only so much drastic change that can come with from within. So unless you go out and do something crazy to, to really upgrade this hockey team, what would get you more fired up? Would it be Matthews? Taking off. Would it yeah, be like- I guess. I guess. I don't know. Just seeing someone go on a tear. Just seeing an individual tear. I, uh, William Nylander, I'll give him all the credit in the world, has looked like a different hockey player this season since day one. I think he's been their most dangerous forward all season. But it'd be nice to see like a guy just going like a like a point tear or something. Get up in the league and in the top of the top of the heap and points or watch a goalie go on an unreal run. And I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I feel like I'm just kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing yeah. over and over again. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's yeah. just, just, I don't know. I'm kind of, I don't want to say the word, but kind of bored yeah. of, of this hockey team a little bit. I, I don't think, know. I think that's by design. Um, Kipper, Kipper, Kipper and Bourne had a great talk about this on their show today. Ryan, this is a defense first hockey team. Like this is like, I, I don't think you're going to see somebody go on a big tear like that. Like there's a six, like I said, six and shots allowed seventh and goals allowed Their Their team defense has gotten way better. He talked in the Buffalo game about making an adjustment uh, with, with Martin. Like he put Matthews and Marner back together because he wasn't liking what he was seeing from the two lines defensively. So that's where Sheldon Keefe is at with that. Um, the conversation they had with, was with respect to Nick Robertson about why he can't get into the lineup. And it's because they're trying to have a defensive first mentality. And Nick Robertson is not a very good defensive forward. No. So I think just as 
Sheldon Keefe is very much like if we can clean up our team defense, I trust these guys to score goals, which I respect. And I, and you you made the point earlier about tight games. That's why you're seeing yeah. more tight games. And when you make that point, like I kind of feel like an idiot because I want them to play like that. Like I want them to be better defensively. It's just, I guess. I'm thinking about, is that actually going to pan out in the end? You know, well, it's like, is it, is that, is that, is this really going to pan out this new focus on defensive hockey? Well, I would argue it's better to try something new because yeah. what you've tried the last well, you know, few years hasn't just, worked I just feel at like all. an idiot now. Cause I, I actually want them to play like that. <laughs> But I just called them boring. And for all these years, I've just been yerping them about <laughs> playing crazy hockey. And for once, they're not playing crazy hockey. And now you're and here I am sitting here bored. Yeah. Yeah. You like, can't, boy, what am I doing? You can't, oh, you can't win. Goodness. They can't win with you. Oh yeah. Now I feel like a complete loser. I just think it's setting in. It's just what, like, I guess at the end of the day, I I'm kind of, I'm kind of going to go back to on, on what I said a couple of minutes ago. I guess it is about April, you know, like, yes. I guess that's what it's about. Yes. Like, it's just, I, I was literally just about to assess you. My, yeah. my assessment of you is, yeah. is you're kind of sitting here. You're looking at them. You're going, I already know what's going to happen. Like they're going to finish second or third in the division. Yeah, exactly. They're going to get a tough matchup against probably Tampa again. Cause Boston, unless Boston comes crashing down back to earth, they're, they're going to win the division. Still lots of time, I guess, but odds are, I would predict at this point in time, I think second in the Atlantic is a safe bet, which is exactly where they finished last year. And yeah, it's, it's so I think that's why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Cause yeah, you're no, like, I, here we go. We're headed right back to where we've been the last few years. And it's just sort of the same thing. And like, it's setting in, listen, it's, it's a long season. We're only in November. We got a lot of hockey left to play a lot of hockey. And there's still just some signs, like just all these OT losses. Like just, well, I don't even know how you like, like I, you can't even like, it's hard to even practice that. It, I'm sure they're going to have to at this point. O- three on three OT is so random because it's just chance for chance. But they're not even getting chances lately. Well, no. Well, they they, uh, they they can't even they can't even get a dangerous chance well, at they, this point. I I I I don't think that's the problem. I think I think like you watch them in three on three against the Islanders. It's like this is a team. I guess they do have to practice it because this is a team that's confidence in three on three hockey is gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. I can't get. I just I can't get over that. It's like come on, you're you're, you're professional athletes. Why why be so fragile? Mm-hmm. And it's not just them. You see that in sports all the time with guys losing their confidence. And I just blow, it blows my mind that you can be a professional athlete and something like that can just shake you to your core that easily. Yeah. It's not good. They have not looked good at all, but at the end of the day, at the end of every single regular season, there's always that team that piles up the OT losses and that puts them in a better position. So hopefully you know, some of these, maybe not the greatest losses, but I'd rather them an OT than a regulation. And then they put together some wins and all those points add up and the Bruins fall down. And I don't know, maybe, maybe something happens, but they definitely got to fix it. Listen, your defense. Yes. Playing a more defensively structured game is a much better way to take a run and trying to win a Stanley cup but it is not the most enjoyable to watch. People chirp those devils teams. Yeah, but do, do the they 90s have the ho- for a reason. Like, do they have the horses to really play a defensive game though? Cause you know what? I could also argue 
that the amount of two on ones this team's they, they're leading the league and giving up rush chances. I'm pretty sure. So I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm totally buying into them being like an unreal defensive team. I don't think that they're an unreal defensive team, but I think Sheldon Keefe has made an emphasis on, has put an emphasis on a better, more struck, defensively structured game from everyone. Yeah. That's, that's what I like. That's the point I'm getting at. You're right. Whether they have the horses to do it and go on and win a championship remains to be seen, but that is where the head coach's focus is without question, without question. I just want somebody to, somebody to grab me by the throat and get me back in this thing. Cause I'm looking at this, right? You have it up on your screen. It's just 10, five and five. I'm just staring at it. I think there's 20, we played 20 games. Yep. Think about all the other things that are going to happen. Did you see at the beginning of the Buffalo game when Tage Thompson came over the blue line and he sort of like Matthews was going after him and Thompson made a move and like Matthews like spun out and you haven't seen a guy kind of blow around Matthews or, or do that to Matthews ever. And that was one of the first shifts of the Buffalo game and the Sabres had sustained possession in the Leafs defensive zone for a while. And then after the the game, that was when Keith and Marner, Keith put Matthews and Marner back together. And then after the game, Keith said early in the game, we were getting dominated in our zone. And I know that, and I Mitch and Austin have combined really improved and gotten better and are the best 200 foot forwards in hockey. So I put, so he made a defensive minded position uh, decision, putting those two back together because of what Tage Thompson did. Yeah, early in the game. Good for Sheldon. I'm happy he's focusing on all this. But is it just, is it going to matter? Is it going to matter in the end? I don't know. I don't know, man. Speaking of Sheldon, fun fact, fun tidbit. Three years ago this week, Mr. Babcock was Mm. removed as head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs and Sheldon Keefe was promoted Three years on the job, a really interesting sort of tenure. He had like the bubble season or he did. Yeah. We had the season that got cut off by COVID and then the bubble playoff. He had the Canadian division and then he's only had one real full season as head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it was a season in which they set a franchise record in regular season points Mm. and took the two time defending cup champions to the brink in overtime. Give me your thoughts on Sheldon Keefe's overall tenure as head coach of the Toronto. Maple I Leafs. have never been a Sheldon Keefe hater ever. I don't think I've ever gone out of my way on this podcast to just say that I want this guy fired or gone, or I think he's an idiot. I've always kind of liked the guy. Like I, do I think he's the best coach in the world. No, but I've always thought that he's just, I always think that he's doing the best he can do like that. That's honestly how I feel when I watch him and, because I feel that way. I'm okay with him. And I think so far he's been fine. Like, it's just, I think he's been okay. He's been pretty good. I've never been a Keith guy. And one of the saddest days in this podcast, you've never, been a, you've never been a Keith hater. I mean, a Keith hater. Yeah. The one of the saddest days on this podcast was Mike Babcock getting fired though. Well, I mean, we, we were happy as, as fans. Yeah, I know, but I we weren't just happy like, content. No, cause no. the guy was just a quote machine. Yeah. I kind of miss him. Well, yeah, yeah. I miss whatever ridiculousness was going to come out of his yeah. mouth. Isn't it wild that he's, he's done yeah. like that, that ended his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was brutal. It was I miss brutal. him though. 
Oh, yeah, I missed the quotes. I missed the quote machine. I missed the quotes. I'm not going to lie. You miss you miss talking about the will before the skill. Yeah. I miss just the absolute nonsense coming out of his mouth while he's sweating and just pretending that he worked out so hard. Yeah. And always, like, never just blatantly favoring a hockey player for no reason yeah. other than the fact that he just likes him. Yep. Or he's a veteran. And doing, like, shitty things, like not yeah. letting Jason Spezza play. And how it was the greatest thing in the world that this guy became the Toronto Maple Leaf head coach. And now he's not coaching anymore. No. Which shows you, kind of shows you what can happen in this city. Oh, yeah. Like you, you, your career could be over if you come in here and act like an idiot. Yes, and that's what he did, and his yeah. career is over. Yeah, shocking. Um, I'll touch on Sheldon quickly. I, I, I'm with you. I've never had a beef with Sheldon Keith. I actually like the guy. I think, like you know, some of the some of the silliness that went on early this year with walking back comments and stuff. I, I am. This is this has never been proved, but like I believe that that wasn't his choice to do that. Um, he has frustrated me at times with for forever. He um, refused to split up Matthews and Marner, but he has corrected that. And now he's doing what I always wanted him to do, which is like, he changes it in game all the time. Like they're together one shift. They're not together the next, which is how I think is the best way to deploy this roster. Um, the guy has no um, patience for goal goalie injuries. No, as we saw in the all or nothing yeah, that was pretty documentary, funny, actually, he, yeah. although he does, he does love him some Matt Murray. Yeah, he was like he was glowing about Matt Murray after the game on Saturday against Buffalo, glowing about him. But I, I've said all along, you know, there was there's been call over the periods of time over the last two years, there's been people calling for his job. You and I have been staunch, like it's not him, it's not him. Firing him is letting these guys off the hook. And you can't deny that the guys had success here. Like you can't deny. No, it. no, he's been he's been great. But I just think he's doing the best he could do. And sometimes he's gonna make mistakes. Sometimes he kind of looks like a little yes man. That I think that's kind of a working against him sometimes. But I mean, overall, like what, what's the worst you could say about him? Really, nothing. Like there's like he hasn't made himself look like an idiot in terms of just normal PR stuff. He's just been, he's been solid. Yeah. All right, buddy. I think we're going to get out of here, but I wanted to do uh, a quick, let's do a joint one. Instead of each picking one, let's do a quick bum and beauty. First 20 games. I think the reason why I said, let's do a joint one is I think our, our picks will be the same. So we might as well keep it that way. Mm. So I think bum or beauty rather. Let's go beauty first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beauty of the first 20 games, William Nylander. Yeah. Without question. Different hockey player. Yeah. There hasn't been uh, a night where I've like rolled my eyes at him like I used to do all the time. Yeah. Completely different hockey player. He looks player. completely different and he's he looks unreal. Just a, looks unreal. Who's uh, who's the, the bum of the first? Ooh. Well, it's got to be a toss-up between Alex Kerfoot. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And you might want to throw a little Justin Hole in there. I got to go with Alex Kerfoot. I got. I'd yeah. like that Alex Kerfoot. I said it about him last week. Have you ever seen a hockey player that works harder and skates harder to achieve absolutely nothing the way Alex Kerfoot can? Well, he's he's becoming the joke of us watching every leaf game. Yeah. Like just every time he's out there, we just, he just does something 
that's laughable. And then tonight, Cuthbert's on there being like, oh, he hasn't scored in 14 games. And you're like, oh, of course. Of course he hasn't. Of course. He's had two uh, penalty shots this year. Hasn't scored in 14 games. That a boy. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Folks, our 20-game beauty of the season thus far, William Nylander, our 20-game bum of the season thus far, Alex Kerfoot. Let us know in the comments below who your bum and beauty selections are through the first 20 games. And... We're actually going to take a, some a bit of time off here. I'm headed out away on a little vacation as of next weekend. Ryan will be TBD if he puts out some content, but regardless, we'll uh, we'll be back as soon as I'm back. And honestly, that's hopefully I'll be. Maybe I'll have my thoughts more clear because this has been maybe my worst performance of the season. Yeah. I, I have no idea how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what my opinions are. I'm just. I don't know. I'm kind of lost as a Leaf fan right now. And I feel like some people can, can kind of understand that. Some people probably think I'm an idiot, but whatever. Thanks very much for checking us out, everybody. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Also, as always, do the same thing. If you're listening to the audio version, every little bit helps. Leave comments below. Yerp us if you want to yerp us. We love it. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on, let's go to the blue hole. I wanna live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.